Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mint Podcast, episode number 18. And this is the first episode of the mini series that I'm going to be doing bi weekly. Basically, every other week, we are going to be dropping anywhere between like 10 to 15 minute um, quick episode on maybe something psychology wise, business wise, or something, you know, financial related you know, major news event related or what's going on with the world. Basically, like, what do you need to know to be successful and to prepare for the next five to 10 years and what not only the U.S. economy, but the world economy is going to do. So in this episode, I'm going to be discussing the crypto revolution, right? And why this is so big, why everyone needs to pay attention, why everyone needs to, in some form, be a part of this and, and needs to at least understand the simplicity of it and the, the basic features of it so you can be more successful moving forward. So crypto came into play in the last 10 years and really it was first came on really, really big um, as far as like the news cycle and social media in 2017. And that's when Bitcoin first had its rise and got up to seventeen dollars to $18,000 per coin. And obviously at first people were just thinking it think of it as a you know a quick way to make some money and that was it right but as we've seen this revolutionize and kind of take storm on the world economy and and change the way people thinking and getting the attention of the federal reserve the sec um, all government entities banks all these different people the reason is this the way money works now is all controlled by small groups of people and it is extremely inefficient and there's middlemen involved in almost every single possible transaction. Not only in the United States, not only in Europe, but all over the world. And this is the problem is that through the current financial systems globally, they are all controlled and the lever is controlled by somebody else. So for example, if we look at what happened to not only the United States economy, but the global economy during um, 2020 and 2021 with COVID. Essentially, every single Federal Reserve in every single major country pumped trillions and trillions of dollars into the economy to stimulate it because the entire global economy was essentially put on a standstill, right? In some form, we needed some stimulus from from the government to to help float the economy. But this is the issue. The government, for example, in the United States, printed over 40% of the amount of US dollars ever created in just the last 18 months. Now, let's think about that. Why is that potentially a bad thing? Think about this. Why are Ferraris and Lamborghinis, why do they have more value than maybe a a Toyota Corolla or a Chevy Malibu because there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Toyotas created every year, but there maybe is only a couple thousand, maybe even less of these supercars that cost half a million dollars. But if all of a sudden Ferrari decided, you know what, we're going to now make a hundred thousand Ferraris next year. Do you think that would drive the cost of Ferraris up? Or do you think it would drive it down? It would drive it down, right? And that's what's happening to the US dollar and tons of different currencies. And that's why we're seeing massive inflation. And many of us, you know, we think about, oh, these billionaires, this, that, and the other. 
No, what that's doing is that is crushing the middle and lower class. And the reason is this. The only thing that COVID benefited financially, the reason why you saw all these multi-billionaires wealth raised to the top is because they have a massive control on the entire US economy and for the matter, many of them, the world economy. And so when you're pumping trillions of, of dollars into economy, that money, think about it. You got your $1,000 stimulus check or whatever it was. I guarantee a good portion of those checks were going to Amazon, which increased the value of Amazon, which made Jeff Bezos wealthy, right? People bought cars. People bought all these different things. And because it was controlled by a certain amount of people, the super wealthy, they got rich. The middleman got crushed. And here's the problem. The middle and lower class typically I'll speak for the United States, but I think this is a worldwide thing. They do not typically own assets, right? If they're living paycheck to paycheck and if they're just saving enough, maybe for a rainy day, and that's a very select few, the problem is the value of the dollar is getting demolished because they're overprinting, the Federal Reserve's overprinting. And what's happening is something in 2018 that cost $100 now, three, four years later, is now increased 10, 15%. And the problem is this, is if a person in the middle class left that money in the bank and they saved, and they saved that $10,000 or $5,000, that $10,000 got almost no interest from the bank. The bank's paying 0.1% interest. The problem is inflation just hit 6.8% in the United States, which means if you weren't making a minimum of 6.8% on your money, your money lost value. You had to have a 6.8% interest. The bank would have had to pay you 6.8% on your money, or you would have had to have it in some stocks some real estate, something just to break even. For years and decades, People have continued to be crushed by bad policy making and horrible money allocation by different governments. If you look at the United States, the United States is a horrible, horrible manager of money, right? The reason that we've been so successful is we have some of the most innovative companies, entrepreneurs, and peoples in the world. But the problem is inflation's now getting out of control. We just came out in 2008 of a massive housing crisis. And now there's a high chance that we're in another bubble that could easily burst. And the only thing to keep this thing floating is, is the Fed pumping trillions and trillions of dollars of basically fake money, which is then crushing the middle man, crushing the middle class, crushing the lower class, and separating the wealth gap even more. Now, what crypto does to destabilize this and to create an even playing field is imagine if you didn't have someone controlling that lever. Imagine if you didn't have someone that could put a stop and and change this and change that. And you're a hardworking person, you're saving, you're doing the best you can. And then a couple bad policy decisions, you're now in a bad spot. That's what crypto does. It's called the central finance. Because let's think about this. Let's take away even the United States and the EU and China. You have a few major countries that have few major currencies that are relatively stable. 
right, that typically don't see hyperinflation and massive, 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 massive economic crisis like what happened in Venezuela and, and what's happening in Cuba now and, and many of these other places. While those countries have it better than anybody else, they're still controlled by middlemen, the Federal Reserve, their government, the banks, and it's extremely inefficient. So think about this. Think about all the other different countries in the world. They are at a disadvantage. There's places like Turkey, Iran, and all these different countries around the world right now that are seeing inflation in the teens. Their currency is completely crushed. People are having to move out, get out of their country because they can barely survive because of bad economic decisions and a weak currency that they have. But imagine if all that was destabilized and it was all controlled or excuse me, it was all uncontrolled by assets that weren't controlled by the government. That is the key. And what happens with decentral finance is now it creates a global economy where someone in Africa or Australia or in Asia or in Europe or wherever can now compete on a global scale because they're not put at a disadvantage because their economy or their country is not in a bad situation because of poor economics and poor leadership or whatever the case may be. Think about it. Everything is instant now. With the internet, we can pick up the phone or we can get on the internet and communicate with anybody, someone in China, someone in Australia, instantly. We can sell a product and get it to them extremely quickly. But now, but the problem is this. For me to send money to Asia or Australia, it's probably going to have to be converted. It's going to take a long time. I'm going to have to go through a lot of different people. For example, I found out just the other day that I have a limit on my card on how much I could actually spend. I was trying to make something, a $5,000 purchase, and I had enough money in my card. It kept getting declined. I had to call people. I had to do this. I had to get my limit raised. I had to talk to two, three people. And then finally, it worked. I spent two or three hours trying to just spend, yeah, 5000 is a decent amount of money, but it's not a million dollars. But in the same sense, I purchased miners from China and I was able to spend $98,000 in less than a minute and it was already in China and I did not have to talk to one single person. That is the power of decentral finance and it's the power of crypto. It creates a global economy where any single person can compete. Now, to further go into it, a couple basics, this is kind of, I would say, crypto for dummies, is the reason why Bitcoin is so important to the economy and it's so important to the crypto space is Bitcoin is essentially digital gold. The reason why gold is so valuable and people always say it's a good hedge against inflation and different things like that is because there's a limited supply of gold right now the market cap which is the total value of all the gold circulating in the world is right around nine to ten trillion dollars and the reason why it keeps going up is there's a limited supply with growing demand and the reason why bitcoin is value has continued to rise and is you know exploded across the world and especially the last two three years is because there's only 21 million Bitcoins and they're slowly getting mined over time. Meaning every single millionaire in the United States cannot even buy a Bitcoin. And so what happens is because there's a limited supply, they're basically comparing it to gold and they're, they're basically calling it digital gold. So 
Bitcoin is a fantastic store of value. It's something that you hedge your money on against the horribly ran US dollar, the yen, the euro, the pound, all these different currencies. It's a hedge against that. It's a place where you can park your money and bet on the long-term future of crypto, but also realizing that the biggest money in the world is now taking notice and looking into crypto. And it's something that if you miss, it'll be one of the biggest regrets in your life. And if you think about this right now, right? Bitcoin's market cap right now is right around a trillion dollars. Gold's is 9.5 trillion. If Bitcoin only matches, if it only matches gold's market cap and it follows a gold trajectory in the early stages, right? It's only 10 or so years old it would be worth over half a million dollars per Bitcoin. If this thing truly goes global, and as we saw Venezuela and and all these different places having economic hardships and, and people dealing with so many different issues all across the world, if we're seeing countries all over the place truly starting to adopt this, not only does it give those countries and their people a fair chance at the global economy, that if they create value for the marketplace and can add value to people's lives, then they'll be rewarded economically. But we could see the true market cap of Bitcoin and the entire crypto space go into 20 to 30 plus trillion dollars. We have to think about how grand this can become and how early this is. So what I recommend to anyone that's trying to learn is you don't need a lot of money. You need $10. And what I recommend is you don't have to be a crypto guru. You don't have to have all this money to do it. But it's important that you understand it because it's likely going to be a part of your business, your sales, real estate, the markets, and and what the future of finance is going to look like, not only in the United States, but all across the world. And what I always tell people is the best way to learn is, yes, hop on YouTube, watch tons of videos, study it, see what smart people are doing but there's no better way than investing yourself. Download an app, whatever in country you're in, whether it's Coinbase, whether it's something else, and take $100, $50, $1,000, whatever you don't care about. And I want you to just literally buy Ethereum, buy Bitcoin, buy whatever. And then I want you to Google it every day and study the news. I want you to follow people on social media that support it and are talking about it and study it. I want you to watch the news and see what's happening with it. I want you to study smart people and and, and talk about it. And I want you to feel what it's like to make and lose money while studying the market in the news cycle. Then you will truly start to learn how important cryptocurrency is for the future of not only the United States economy, but the world economy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you listening to episode 18. Um, we'll see you guys next week for episode 19 and that will be a full length one. Also, I appreciate all the support as always in the comments and reviews and everything. If you can, if you enjoy the episode and if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on Apple podcasts and make sure to subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks guys. See you again next week.